Hello and welcome to the Disabled Diva Talks podcast, season one, episode five. In this episode, I am sharing my accessibility review of Disneyland's newest attraction, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. So before I get started, I just want to clarify that this is just an accessibility review of Web Slingers, the attraction itself, not the entire land of um, Avengers Campus and the whole (laughs) chaos of its grand opening that continues to be chaotic. Um, That is a whole nother conversation in itself. Um, But today we will be discussing the accessibility of it. and what you need to know if you have mobility issues or any other disability. With that said, we'll get started. So the first thing we're going to discuss is the basic accessibility options that Disneyland, the Disneyland Resort offers for the Web Slingers Spider-Man Adventure attraction. They offer assistive listening, handheld captioning, audio description, And for guests who need to remain in their wheelchair, there is an accessible vehicle. If you are using a um, EVC or ECV, whatever, um, or a scooter type electric vehicle, or electric scooter, yeah, you know what I mean, a mobility aid, you will have to transfer to one of, they'll have a wheelchair available for you to transfer into. However, if you are using an electric wheelchair that is basically a standard um, size, like my Airhawk, my fold, you know, it's like a fold and go, um, super, you know, the lightweight um, power wheelchair, that is that can also go on the ride. So that was really nice because I was able to stay in my chair. Um, so those are the uh, accessibility options to take advantage of the assistive listening and the handheld captioning and audio description, you will need to visit um, guest services. I believe there is a deposit that you do get back at the end of the day to um, where they lend you this device so that you have access to these services. And then when you return it, you get your deposit back, but you just make sure that you visit guest services. And I want to, I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes, show notes later, but I believe it's like a $25 deposit. It's, and like I said, you do get it back that same day. To ride web slingers, you have to have a boarding pass. Um, this is probably going to be something that's going to remain for the quite some time, if not the lifetime of this attraction. Um, like Rise of the Resistance, that is still using a boarding pass system. And um, there is no guarantee that you will get to ride when you go. So um, there's no standby line either. So you know that if you don't have a boarding pass, you will not be able to ride the ride. And at this point, you will not be able to get into Avengers Campus either. Um, Also, so you know that Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, that is included in Avengers Campus. So without that boarding pass for 
Spider-Man, you will not be able to get into the land and ride that other attraction as well. Um, except that, I'm hoping that that will um, cease to be what gets you into the area and also onto Mission Breakout as the popularity or the, the newness maybe wears off. Um, it's kind of frustrating right now for people and opening day, let me tell you, was um, a mess. Probably the worst opening of anything I've experienced in the parks in all my years. But, um, you know, yeah, hopefully the executives are paying attention and they are working on that. But we're going to cover a few things here. So, like I said, you have to have a boarding pass. Boarding groups pass group is groups. Okay, so I just stumbled all over my tongue, but that's okay. Um, like I said, I am the most unprofessional podcaster you will listen to. Anyways, to get that boarding pass, which is then called a boarding group because that pass is put into that a group number, um, they are only issued through the Disneyland app. So you need to make sure it is downloaded on your phone. And also that is download that, that whoever <laughs> purchases the tickets and makes the reservations that the app is on, that they're connected to that. That's the person who is going to be able to get you your reservations um, or for your boarding pass. Okay. Um, boarding passes are issued twice a day at 7 a.m. and at noon. For the 7 a.m. one, you do not have to be in the park. Um, you can be outside the park in line. You could be in your car, home. You could be anywhere at 7 a.m. and reserve and, and try for your boarding pass at 7. Now, mind you, not, you do have to have a purchase ticket and a reservation for DCA, D Disney's California Adventure, that morning. So if it's a one-day ticket, you have to have a California Adventure ticket or reservation. And if you have a hopper, your day must, your reservation must start in California Adventure. Okay. At noon, it does not matter which park you are in, but you have to be in one park or the other. So either Disneyland or California Adventure. Doesn't matter which one you're in, but you can go ahead and try then if you did not get one in the morning. You can only get one boarding pass for Web Slingers per day. So let's say at 7 a.m. you got a boarding pass for um, Web Slingers, and then you have a hopper ticket which allows you to go over to disneyland in the afternoon at noon you can try for a rise of the resistance so see how it is you can't do you can't get two boarding passes at one time you would have to alternate i have never tried getting a pass at noon so i do not know how easy or hard it is at that time um i can tell you my husband and daughter are pros though getting us our 7 a.m. boarding groups. Um, they have they have it down, and I just let them do all the work. Um, 
there are tons of tips on how to get a boarding group for um, web slingers. And in my show notes, I have included a link to Mice Chat, and that's who we get a lot of our tips for um, things like this. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to stress that right now, because the, the ride is so popular, you, um, if you're going just with the mindset that that is all you want to do is Avengers Campus and that ride, um, understand again, you may not get a boarding pass and you may not get to ride it or go into the land. So that is something to think about right now. And you may want to wait again until the newness has died down till the park is fully open because right now there's still so much that is closed within the park and so many things that are limited. Um, I just want to make sure you get the most bang for your buck. When you enter Web Slinger's uh, queue, you will enter an outdoor queue. And uh, at least for the time being, with the long lines and the, the, the long wait for it, you will spend a good chunk of time outdoors. Um, depending on when you get your boarding group is called and where you are in that mass of people, when you enter the land, the line could start as early as that land when you enter the land, the entrance. Um, also note the but to check because if you see a line, there is a line to meet Spider-Man right upon entering. Some <laughs> We got confused and we weren't the only ones who entered that line first. Um, but just ask and you will be guided to the Spider-Man Web Slinger ride queue. Um, like I said, it is outdoors. It's right now. It's summer. It's hot. Um, be prepared. <laughs> they once you do enter the official part of the queue, they do have umbrellas, and I am hoping that they will keep those umbrellas up throughout the summer because right now the heat and the humidity is ridiculous. Um, so when you, when you're lucky enough to hit that spaced out cue part, that's got the shade enjoy it. Ah, uh, so the outdoor cue, this is the first time I've had this issue, but it has a lot of sharp turns and it made me extremely dizzy and nauseous. Um, I obviously I don't have a lot of experience driving my um, new wheelchair through queues. So I don't know if this is going to be an ongoing problem with other ones, but I have used it what twice already over at the Disneyland park. And I did not have issues. Um, there was maybe one little section of small world that got to me a little bit, but um, I didn't have any issues with rise of the resistance or any of the other cues that a wheelchair can go through. But this one, it, it's a lot of, a lot of turns, a lot of short paths, many turns, and they're sharp. 
Um, so if you do get dizzy and um, that's an issue, I would talk to the cast members as you enter that area and see if they can offer an alternative. I cannot promise that they will. Um, at this moment, they are saying that they do not, they are not offering any alternative DASQ options um, like they normally do for rides. So if there is a major issue, um, just talk to a cast member and we'll and see if they can help you or not. If not, just understand that, yeah, it's going to be hot. There are umbrellas and there's a lot of turns. Um, the good thing is the line does move fairly well. I do not, re I don't recall sitting for a long time in any one area. Um, at most, we, if we were got stuck in the sun, it was just for a few minutes and boom, we were moving again. The indoor queue, however, is extremely pleasant. So when you first enter, well, first of all, it's air conditioned. Okay. So that's, that's welcome in California year round, right? So even if it gets hot outside, you're going to get a chance to cool off and you will be indoors for quite some time. So it'll feel good. Um, and they keep it nice and chilly. It felt so good. Um, so the indoor queue though, I'm going to walk you through it here. When you first enter, you enter a room and right now they have everyone spaced out on dots and really nothing happens there other than you get to cool off for a minute. Um, and you're just waiting for a door to open that's going to allow you into the pre-show area. So when that door, big bluish gray door, greenish blue, whatever, um, door opens, you will enter the pre-show area. And again, there are markings on the floor, little webs for you to know where, you know, just keep everyone socially distanced. I, again, do not know how long that's going to be. Our state is opening up with less restrictions, supposedly on the 15th, but there's been no announcements of when we have to stop socially distancing in California. Um, and we'll talk about that later. However, right. so when you're in the pre-show area, again, like I said, there are markings on the floor so that your group can stay together, but away from other groups. And um, there, Peter Parker will pay you a visit and he will talk about the little bots, the spider bots and what your mission is and, you know, um, stuff like that. And then Spider-Man, he pays a visit as well. And he teaches you how to, uh, fling your webs. Um, and then another door will open and then you will head through the indoor queue. The indoor queue is so much better than the outdoor one. Very few turns and much longer corridors. So you're not just constantly turning and turning and turning. You have nice, long, straight, you know, paths to go. Um, there's, I hardly even remember any incline. I mean, any inclines and declines are so minor. They're not a real big deal. Um, one other thing you do need to know about the indoor queue, and that is the exit. Um, if you're somebody who's used a wheelchair or has just 
had to go through the accessibility type gates at an exit. Some of them can be quite heavy. I swear I almost broke my leg on radiator racers exiting because I thought, oh, I'll just put my leg out and open the, the gate. Well, it was so heavy. I just rammed into it. So don't do that. And basically that's the same issue with this gate. It is heavy. I would not be able to push it with my feet to open it, to get it out by myself. Um, so in the future, I will make sure that I have asked my family to open it. But I got lucky this time. There was actually a cast member on the other side who saw me coming. And so he held it open so I could get through. So just a word of warning, that exit gate is heavy. But that'll be, a, you know, when you're leaving the ride later. Um, when you are in the queue, though, you will see, I have photos down in the show notes that will, points out where the uh, wheelchair loading area is. It is actually beyond the ramp that takes you to the exit. And um, you will be guided there from, with, from a cast member when you arrive at the regular uh, loading area. Um, also, cast members should ask you upon arriving to the outdoor queue, I should have mentioned this earlier, if um, they will ask you if you need to stay in your wheelchair or if you can transfer. And that way they'll know whether you can, which whether you need to use the wheelchair accessible boarding, <coughs> excuse me, choking, uh, boarding area, or if you can use the, the, the standard boarding area. The wheelchair accessible vehicle is freaking awesome. So there's two sides to it and each side of it, each vehicle can hold four people. So for a total, each vehicle can hold a total of eight. If you are the wheelchair using guest and are going to be using the accessible vehicle, you can bring up to seven other guests with you. Three of them can ride on the side that you will be on and the other four on the other side of the vehicle. If you have your party is larger than that, anyone over those extra seven guests will have to board in the basic regular boarding area. Okay. Um, something that surprised me too was how easy it was to get my wheelchair in there. So your guests will enter first. And then um, you'll pull right on in. And I don't have a lot of experience with my power chair right now, um, getting on a lot of rides. I've only done a few, but I have to say, I, this was a lot easier than I thought it would be. So you'll just pull right on in. It's easy to get right where they want you. And then they will strap your, you know, lock your wheels in place and you will make sure that you power it off and you're set to go. Web Slingers is a ride, but it's really a game, okay? You'll be given 3D glasses, and your ride vehicle are, is going to go to these different screens, and you are going to be flinging your webs and trying to destroy the spider bots, okay? So 
if you've ever written Buzz Lightyear or Toy Story Mania, um, you may be hesitant to want to try this ride because I was. However, this ride is so much better than both of those. Um, I have issues with Buzz and Toy Story Mania because of the repetitive movement. It's just the same motion and it hurts my arm with whatever, you know, contraption it is to shoot the, the screens. Um, it's too painful for me, so I don't go on those often. Um, yeah, <laughs> not often at all. Um, however, with Web Slinger, you do not use anything. Um, you can purchase um, a Web Slinger thing to put on your wrist. However, um, I think that's the only thing it's really good for is to use it in the game. And it is kind of expensive. But if you want to do it, go ahead. But still, no matter what, even if you're using that, the movements, it's up to you. You can mess, you can move your arms however you want. There's times where I was just flinging my wrist. There were times where I was moving my arm from my elbow. There were times I was just pointing my finger, flinging that out. Um, there were times I could, I would like push up, like punching out or just swiping sometimes. Didn't matter. As long as my arm was and hands were making a movement, then you could see my web slinging out and what it was destroying. That is something else I like. With Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story Mania, I have no idea what the heck I'm shooting or if I'm even hitting anything without looking at my score. But with this game, I know because each person in the vehicle is issued a color on your screen. You'll see as you're shooting, you each have a color. I was blue. My husband was, I guess, gold or orange. I can't really tell what that is. Then my daughter, it looks like she was purple or red, whatever that color is on the right-hand side. It looks like it changed a little bit. Um, anyways, when you're shooting, you shoot the color. Your web is that color. So you know which direction you're, you're aiming and what you're hitting. And so it's nice because you're not being distracted by looking down. How am I doing? Am I hitting anything? You know. And I think that is the most fun part of it is there's no distraction. It's just fun. You just play. And without having that repetitive movement, I didn't hurt afterwards, which was amazing. Um, Toy Story Mania, I can't, I said I cannot do it. My shoulder and my um, wrist just cannot handle that game. So, Everyone is scored individually, and then there's a combination of everyone on of a score for everyone on your side of the vehicle. Uh, we got to ride twice, and how that happened was um, when we came back around after our first time, they didn't have anyone else waiting, and the cast member was in a generous mood, and she's like, well, I don't have anyone else waiting. Would you guys like to go a second time? Never say no. <laughs> if, so, if the cast member says, do you want to go again? Go. And so we did, and I'm so glad we did, because so the first, first time around, I was like, okay, I figured out what to do. The second go around, that was game on. I was in it to win it and I won. So first round I came in second place, which really surprised me because 
with Buzz and Toy Story, I'm always last place. I'm the worst. But this one, when I came in second place, I was like, oh, I like this game. And then on our second go-round, I was first place. I kicked my husband and my daughter's rear. I was the web-slinging <laughs> diva. It was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, so have fun with it. Move your arms however you want, whatever is comfortable. You don't have to do the same movement. Just have a great time. It's just, it's, it really is fun. And like I said, if somebody asks you if you want to ride again, you say yes. So just a few things um, to remind uh, anyone planning a visit to the Disneyland Resort this summer. Uh, June 15th, everyone thinks is this magical day that everything in California goes back to normal. And that is not true. Um, there will be increasing, uh, we can increase the capacity to different things and more businesses can re actually open their doors to people again. Um, in regards to the Disneyland Resort, the changes that will take place on June 15th is that out-of-state guests are now allowed to visit um, the park and stay at the, at the resorts. Like I said, that's June 15th, not before. Um, and temperature checks will end on June 15th. So um, capacity, I believe, will also be increased. And... <laughs> There is a, this is probably a whole other podcast I probably should say for another day, but, um, I don't, I don't like talking bad about Disney. I love them. I love Disneyland. That is my happy place. That is my home. However, right now with the capacity restrictions until they are allowed to be opened 100% capacity and that means not just the people who can come in, the number of people, but the, having every restaurant open, having all services back. For me right now, it's not worth the money. I'm glad we were able to go as California residents with the lower uh, capacity, but I'm taking the summer off after our next, our last res reserved visit because in April when they opened the reservations, we did make multiple um, reservations for May and June, and we have one more coming up. Once that one's done, I'm taking the summer off. I want to let everyone else enjoy it, and I'll go back in the fall once, when hopefully everything will be opened back up. Um, understand that not every restaurant is a, has reopened. Um, there are a few indoor th restaurants that have reopened recently. Like this weekend, we have reservations um, finally at the Blue Bayou, so that's exciting. Um, again, it's limited, though. It's not at 100% capacity inside there, so reservations are hard to get. Um, and not all walk-up food services are open either. Um, there are a lot of food services that are still closed and those that are open 
are requiring mobile orders. There are only a few that also allow walk-up. Knowing that means you need to make, you need to know what you want to eat when you, before you, well, before you arrive, because once you arrive and you're in the park, our suggestion is that you make your food reservations for the day. Get them all done. Plan your dinner. We're, even if it's a walk-up, normally was a walk-up one, don't count on it being a walk-up. It's going to be a mobile, and I'm going to guarantee you it. the time slots will be taken away for the end of the day by, by midday. Um, don't count on being able to order dinner at noon. Um, you're going to want to make all your reservations for food throughout the day unless you're happy eating churros, pretzels, and pickles throughout the day. Um, like I said, there are very few walk-up options. Um, there are no fireworks at the moment, no parades, uh, no close-up meet and greets. There are a few meet and greets where you can get within a few feet of characters, but for the most part, they are far away from everyone. Um, so if you're, and there's no shows, there are no shows. Um, so if you were, like I said, if you're, if you're going right now, expecting to do everything you did before, eat everywhere you ate before, you will be disappointed. If you want to go just because, hey, it's home and you just need to get your Disney fix and you don't care what happens that day, and as long as you can get on a ride or two and you get to eat something, then you will be thrilled. Okay. Um, also stores, not all the stores are open and you do need to follow the entrance and the exit, um, markers. Um, that's it. Um, I will make updates as they occur to the land, but like I said, I don't see the current way it's being done. I'm not seeing any changes to make it easier. I am seeing that it's getting more complicated to get into Avengers Campus. So just keep your eye out. Um, I've provided a second link at the bottom of the show notes to another um, Facebook page that I has been so helpful for me in our visits. So um, you can access them as well because... Uh, when you're spending this kind of money <laughs> to go for a day or a couple days, you, you, you want to get the most bang for your buck. So, um, that's it. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave them down in the comment section of the blog post and the show notes, or you can leave me a voice comment. And I will reply as soon as I am able to. Until next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Disabled Diva Talks podcast. Your support means the world to me and it is greatly appreciated. Please share this on your social media um, platforms um, as well, or consider, uh, supporting the podcast and the accessible recordings of my blog posts with a small monthly donation. There's a link at the, in my show notes for you to learn how to do that. Um, in the meantime, 
you can find me all over social media. I am at The Disabled Diva on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram at the underscore disabled underscore diva. And don't forget, the blog is the disabled diva blog dot com.